When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Activating now. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Here's the other surprising part. With guest host Kirk Morrison. Buckle up. He's going to put on a show. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I've been watching you guys since day one. You guys are getting better and better. Activating now. The Rich Eisen Show. Today's guests. Host of the Business of Sports podcast, Andrew Brandt. Golf Channel analyst, Randall Chambly. NBA writer for The Athletic, Zach Harper. And now, filling in for Rich, it's Kirk Morrison. Oh, man. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Hopefully for everyone who gets the uh, long weekend, right? Is that how you say it in... In, in Canada, you get the holiday. Holiday, The baby. holiday coming holiday. up for everybody. President's Weekend coming up. Welcome in. Welcome in, everybody. I'm Kirk Morrison. In for Rich. Rich having a much-deserved uh, vacation time. Relax. Had a cr- Rich is taking the long weekend. Yeah, he took the extra long weekend, man. But I'm so happy to be with everybody, as always. I got my guys here with me. I feel like these are my cousins. I always see them when I come into town. It's like, oh, Cousin Kirk in town. But I'm always great to see Brock, Vidal Tufo, TJ, man. Love y'all. I don't understand how I didn't see you guys in Phoenix, right? in the Arizona yeah. for Super Bowl weekend. That, good call. Where were you posted up? Uh, I was posted up a little bit everywhere. Okay. Yeah, I was, <laughs> he was uh, there. He was there. Yeah. I was all <laughs> over the place. Just a little bit here, a little bit there. No, I was doing uh, TV hits and hotel hits from the Chiefs and the Eagles. Oh, nice. Been around. I was covering Eagles for a couple weeks with their run to the uh, Super Bowl conference championship, but... Phoenix was great. I will d- tell you this. I have not recovered yet, fellas. <laughs> I have not recovered. Um, it, it was it like takes, that. It takes about a week to get back to, first of all, the time zone. Because it's kind of tricky. Because you always think that Arizona is Pacific, but they're really mountain time zone. Yeah. And they so, don't change. Don't they, change. they don't change. Yeah. I have buddies who live there. They were like, uh, I don't know. We, we don't change. We just stay the same. I'm like, all right, cool. But now <laughs> I got to keep looking at my clock. And you're like, okay. I'm always on Pacific time. So you got to make sure Apple updated it, your laptop updated automatically. So I'm constantly adding an hour. That's what was going on for me uh, in Phoenix. But an unbelievable week. Uh, The Super Bowl was great. I know you guys have been talking about it all week. What a great game. It came down to the two best teams. and Obviously, the Kansas City Chiefs took over. But in, in, in classic Bill Belichick fashion, at some point, it's on to next year. We have to move on. And so in, in moving on, for me, that's what I think this weekend is really all about, this upcoming weekend, because you got to move on. So what in your first weekend, the first weekend, everybody, this is the poll question for today. You can reach me at Kirk Morrison on Twitter, at Rich Eisen Show. Reach out to Brock, tell 214. Reach out to us because I want to know. I honestly want to know what do the people who love to watch competitive sports, what is your show this week? What will you be watching this week? What is your game that you'll be watching? Because there's a lot going on. There is no NFL. This is our first weekend without the NFL in a very long time. Very since, long think about time. It, since Labor Day of 2022. Well, That's a if long. you count August preseason. Well, all, yeah, you can go preseason if you want to go preseason. Yeah, I'm I mean, just saying it is. I mean, football. if you're thirsty enough for <laughs> preseason football, we got to talk, man. All right, but no, we haven't had a weekend without the NFL in a very, very long time. So I that's the first thing I thought about. And I'm asking that to our listeners, to our viewers out there, what 
will you be watching this weekend? Is it going to be NBA All-Star Weekend? Is NBA All-Star Weekend still a thing? Are you going to watch the festivities? First of all, I will tell you, I don't know who's in the dunk contest. I probably, if the guy walked in front of me, I probably still wouldn't know who's in the dunk contest <laughs> or the three-point shooting. Okay, yeah, the skills competition. Oh, by the way, I know the NBA has always had the skills competition, but six and a half million people watch the Pro Bowl games, by the way, in the NFL. Just want to just throw that out there. Pro Bowl games were hype, man. Pro Bowl I was there, man. It was, we, it was different. Like, it, it was, was cool. cool. It was actually really was cool. cool. So the NBA has to kind of live up to it, um, to what I think the NFL has done. So will you be watching the NBA All-Star Weekend or the Daytona 500 will be on Sunday, 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. Oh, by the way, someone's got a birthday on Sunday. This guy right here. Hey. Hey. So, yeah, I had to let the cat out of the bag. So I'll be, you know, having a, you know, a little uh, shindig at the home. That's just me and, and my kids and, and my wife. Just that's it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> She's like, "What do you want to do for your birthday, babe?" I said, "I've been on the road since August. Like, I want to be at home." Is I it a big p- birthday? Like, what number? It's just it? 41. Okay. Yeah, 41. It's ain't nothing. It's 41. Yeah, Dirk, I, I did. Dirk I, did I did the four old last year. Okay. Yeah. You know, the 40th birthday was last year. This year's 41. Um, we all know today is one of the GOATs' birthdays, 6-0. And that's 60 for Michael Jordan. So NBA All-Star Weekend, Michael Jordan's his 60th birthday. Probably still won't watch much of the NBA All-Star Weekend. I watch bits and pieces. Um, wait, is it, they still have the, the freshman versus sophomore game. What is the game? What is that they do on the Friday night. It used to be the Rising Stars. Where it looks like a JUCO, like an AAU tournament on Friday night. It was actually kind of sick. TJ, do they still do something like that? Uh, then they started doing the Euro versus the... Right, the world versus... World the, of the yeah. world, that's it. Do they still do that game? I know they're doing like a skills challenge with all three uh, of... With Giannis and his two brothers or on the team. Yeah, that's um, cool. uh, well, yeah. Inter- I, let me look this well, up. Yeah, we got to get Giannis hurt his wrist, too. The so, yeah. ball, too, with, with uh, the NBA legend... The current star and the WNBA right. star. That was always fun. They were trying to put something together. So, hey, look, I'm, I'm, I'm going to figure it out in terms of what will the NBA show me? Will I be watching? Will they pique my interest? That's the whole big thing. So, you got, like I said, NBA, you got Daytona 500. Oh, if you're jonesing for some football, Brock, like you said, because you watch preseason football, yep. the XFL 2 debuts this weekend, by the way. So, part two, the XFL – Will you be watching? I actually have a couple of friends of mine who are coaches. So, yes, I will possibly be watching some XFL. I got a couple of players. I know young guys who didn't really get a fair shot in the NFL, injuries, all that. And you kind of get, you know, in an NFL where what can you do for me now? Uh, some guys weren't able to do that. So we get a chance to watch some XFL this weekend. Also, too, the Genesis Open. Yeah, That's right. Funny. Tiger Woods has returned to the Riviera to Tiger his – um, I guess the, his tournament, like he's, he's, the host. The, he's the host of it. Yep. Uh, minus two to start on, Friday, on on Thursday. Currently, and you're my update right now, Tiger he's is currently, currently minus one. So mm. he's in that superstar Hall of Fame group with Justin Thomas and Roy McIlroy. Roy's having a great day. They're teeing off on 16 right now. They were the early 7.30 local tee time. I was out there walking around Riviera yesterday. Yes, you it got it. It was... But now we can get into more of it later because I know you're a big golf guy, Kirk. Yes, but it indeed. was phenomenal just to see the crowds back. Tiger was back. The slight limp, but not as bad as I kind of yeah. thought it was going to be. Uh, it's great to see these guys up close. You're like, you watch them on TV. You're like, oh, he's not a, that big of a guy. Like Matt Fitzpatrick. Yeah. I don't know if you've started watching Full Swing yet, the Netflix <laughs> docuseries. Little guy. And a little guy in person. How do you hit it so far? Please teach me. <laughs> I feel bad. Almost ran over Justin Thomas. Media night. Okay, media night. Oh, he was Eagles there Chiefs. walking around. He was there walking around. Literally, like, almost ran him over because I'm trying to interview, like, Linval Joseph and, and Dominican <laughs> Sue, right? And I'm like, oh. And I'm like, like, not necessarily nudged him, but there's a bunch of cameras around. I'm like, what is And I look. I'm like, oh, that's Justin Thomas. Okay. He's not, not the biggest of guys, right. but definitely he can swing it probably two or three times more than I can swing it. And, and always, too, and last thing before, I, I want to get into something here in a second, but Tiger Woods always has this new drip. And when I say new drip, like new outfits, right? He always get outfitted with the latest. And then I try to buy it, but for some reason, it doesn't look the same on me. (laughs) You ever see this? Like Tiger Woods wears these brand new outfits, and I'm like, wow, that that looks pretty good. 
and then all of a sudden I put it on my body and it just doesn't look the same. So I know we got two different body types. I was gonna say you're still you still got the thick the linebacker <laughs> thickness going on. But man, Tiger Woods uh, always one of the more well dressed. And That's even a, just one more thing with Tiger because I know we're gonna get into that of how I think golf is now has a much bigger spotlight than it has in years past. Obviously, PJ doing a great job, so we get into that. But saw Tiger Woods has to wear like an ankle sort of compression slash brace like he's not out there just full just oh put a sock on and go he's he's got to go through some things he's got to he almost looks like Patrick Mahomes ankle wrapped up before the <laughs> Super Bowl that's what Tiger Woods has to do for a golf tournament and they were saying too like because he was in the afternoon group yesterday and then yeah. obviously the early tea time today they said he probably was only going to get a few hours of sleep because he has to wake up so early to Ooh. get his body ready to walk and like you said he's got so, regular sock, another sock, <laughs> a compression sleeve, a brace. He's got everything right. on that right foot, you know, that he obviously almost lost in the accident now two years ago. Yeah. But just great to see him out there. Great, great to see him, see him competing. There. He closed with three birdies yesterday. Ooh, back to back to was, back. You know, he's threatening to make the cut, which I think people thought coming into the weekend was going to be kind of a long shot, but he's looking good out there right now. Yeah, I can't wait to talk to uh, Brando Chambly in the next hour. And we can talk about the uh, controversy surrounding Tiger, by the way. The controversy, which is Nike shoes versus FootJoy shoes. That's the big controversy <laughs> right now at Riviera. But I want to take you guys back to Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. And no, this is not a take on the game and the final, the call in the fourth quarter on, you know, James Bradbury. Nothing like that. I think the better team won, the Kansas City Chiefs. But it took me probably about 15 minutes after the game to truly understand and realize what was actually happening. Like Super Bowl 57 was something in which I'm going to always remember. And it's because I'll remember it for what I think it means moving forward. I told you guys, I'm a guy who always thinks about I guess the Bill Belichick in me, right? Is hey, I'm on to this, on to that, on to the next. All right, moving on, moving on. But it's hard to kind of move on and not celebrate what we saw. What we saw was Patrick Mahomes be at his best when his best was needed. We saw Patrick Mahomes win his second Super Bowl MVP. We saw him win his second overall league MVP for the regular season. But more importantly, what I really think that we saw, we saw the passing of the baton. We saw the passing of the baton because earlier that week, the greatest quarterback in my lifetime, Tom Brady, had decided to, you know what, I'm, 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 I'm okay. I'm done with, with football. I can still play, but you know what, I can move on. And Tom Brady retired. And you always say when a great player like that, a generational player like Tom Brady retires, how will the game be left? How will the game be left? Who is the guy that's going to now carry that torch, carry that mantle? Who's going to take on the legacy of what Tom Brady did for multiple decades? That's what I saw. I had a chance to take a picture right after the game. And that's, what, that's how I kind of got into this little uh, this thought process. I'm after the game, I'm taking a picture, you know, I got my media credential on, and right over my shoulder, my left shoulder, it's a picture of Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> it's a picture of Patrick Mahomes, and I'm saying, this is the next generation's Tom Brady. My daughter's six years old, and she saw the picture. She said, Dad, that's Patrick Mahomes. I was like, you're six. How do you know this? <laughs> like, how did... But that's the conversation. She is witnessing, and the thing is, all she will know is greatness from Patrick Mahomes. He's been in the league six years. He redshirted his first year. <laughs> Let's call it a redshirt. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and in, in five years of him starting at quarterback, he's won two MVPs in the regular season, two Super Bowl MVPs, went to another Super Bowl. He's hu- she doesn't know an AFC championship without going through Kansas City. Because they've hosted the last five AFC championships. And so it, it furthermore got me thinking just about decades. 
and quarterbacks. And I kind of put this together, fellas. Oh, what do you got? I, I, I put this together. And this is, this is my QBs of the decade. You can fight me if you want to. You can do this if you want to. But this is okay. my QBs of the decades. Like this. I grew up in the Bay Area. Area. San Francisco, Bay Area. So the 80s were dominated by Joe Montana. He Thanks. was the quarterback of the 80s. Troy Aikman, I know, yes, you can argue. They say, hey, but John Elway won multiple Super Bowls. And Brett Favre, the 90s were dominated by that guy wearing number eight, Troy Aikman. And the Dallas Cowboys. That star became what it is in the 90s because of some of the bright personalities. But the quarterback of that team was Troy Aikman. Now, Tom Brady is, I mean, come on now. He had two careers, right? You had the 2000s (laughs) Tom Brady and the 2010s Tom Brady. Those two decades, that was Tom Brady was the guy. If you think about it, we just started the third, wait, we want to say the third or fourth year of this of the 20s. Patrick Mahomes is already the quarterback of the decade. We still got how many more seasons to go? Right. He is already the quarterback of this decade. And I thought about it even more was the crazy part was that Patrick Mahomes is not even in his prime yet. Like when do quarterbacks hit their prime? Like year like quarterbacks it's usually like 8, 9, 10, right? Or you could say 7, say 8, 9. Late 20s, early 20s, 30s. Early, he's late 20, 20s, early 30s. He's 27, right? Yeah. yeah. 27. He Stupid. ain't nowhere near the prime yet. Stupid. He's still learning. He's still in, <laughs> I always say, he's still in his kid body. He's, a, he's not even in his grown man body yet, <laughs> if you think about it. He's not even his grown man body. I had a chance to talk to Pat Mahomes, right? The I father. Mean, Right, Kirk. That he is, is on cloud nine, by the way. After the game, you put a microphone in Pat Mahomes, right? Patrick Mahomes' father. He, he is like, yeah, you know, I already knew he was gonna be you like know, this. You Kirk, know, you know what I love? <laughs> that, that there are so many people who may not have realized that Patrick Mahomes was even black, right? right. Some people, but then when you see his dad, you go, wait a second. Oh, he a brother. Because, because Pat Mahomes, former baseball player, very good. He yeah. doesn't really look or act like Pat, and he definitely don't look or act like Jackson, so I think a lot of people got taken aback, like, he sounds like he smokes a pack of Cools a day, you know, smoking that Joe Burrow. Yeah, that Burrow. Yeah, you know, that's that's my son. Patrick, that's my son. Yeah, you know what? But, like, all of that being said, like, as we start this this, this era (laughs) of football, of quarterbacking, this era of football and quarterbacking, as Tom Brady exits, possibly Aaron Rodgers exits as well. We don't know. We'll ask Andrew Brandt in a little bit. He'll be coming up next. He's our next guest. But with all of that being said, Patrick Mahomes, I felt Super Bowl 57, we should have cleared away the Fox set. We should have brought in the people of Game of Thrones. <laughs> and we honestly should have had Tom Brady there to put a big giant throne up and for Tom Brady to come out with a huge sword and literally knight Patrick Mahomes, literally knight him, you know, sword on one side, sword on the next side, or we can go old school, you know, movie style, like juice, you know, and say, hey, hey you, got you got the juice now. Like, this is your league. <laughs> like, this is all, like, Patrick Mahomes right now, is the best quarterback that we've seen in the early part of a career in NFL history. And we really have to sit back and understand what we're watching and realize this dude ain't going nowhere. He ain't going nowhere. And that's what I realized this week. That's what I realized moments after the Super Bowl. Like, is this for real? For the long haul. This ain't going nowhere. So salute to Tom Brady, by the way. Because think about it, we haven't talked Tom all week long because of how great Patrick Mahomes was on Sunday, but more importantly, what we think he will project to be in the years to come. Wow. And I do have a thought about that. And I can't wait to ask Andrew Brent. Remember when Patrick Mahomes signed for $500 million? Got a question. Think about it. (laughs) Is he underpaid? Seems like a bargain now, right? Is Patrick Mahomes underpaid? That's the question I'll ask Andrew Brad. Coming up next, coming up next here on the Rich Eisen Show, Kirk Morrison filling in for Rich. 
Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The sleep number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed back here on the rich eyes and show kirk morrison here filling in for rich 844-204-RICH, 844-204-RICH. Um, oh, yeah, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at Rich Eisen Show. If you missed the early part, we do have a poll question for today at Rich Eisen Show. Let us know, what will you be watching this weekend, our first weekend without the National Football League? Is it NASCAR, Daytona 500? Is it NBA All-Star Weekend? Is it the Genesis Open, right? The Tiger Woods Open, as we should call it. Uh, or uh, what else? XFL's debut part two. Or if there's something else you'll be watching. Or like many of the men around the country having to get the start to put in work on the honey-do list. <laughs> Let me know. Let us know at Rich Eisen Show for sure. Oh, man. Uh, what I got here? Oh, here we go. Hmm. The Rich Eisen Show Radio Network sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk is furnished by Granger. With supplies and solutions for every industry, Granger has the right product for you. So call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Uh, my guy joining us, Andrew Brandt. He is the uh, executive director over at the Morad Center. You can reach him on Twitter at Andrew Brandt and IG Andrew Brandt T2. Uh, the host of the Business Sports Podcast. And Andrew, I, I just want to just get right to it because I always love your expertise. Um, but when you think about a couple years ago when the Chiefs presented Patrick Mahomes with this humongous contract. Oh, $500 million. Oh, my God. But now, after seeing what he's done in his first five years as a starting quarterback, is Patrick Mahomes now underpaid, Andrew? Hey, Kirk. Good to be with you. Always good to be on the show with you, with Rich, with Susie. Enjoy my time with you guys. I think that um, what I tried to do is sort of break down the reality versus the PR for lack of a better word, right on some of these NFL contracts, and I think we're just we were just faced with that this week, even where there was a big deal done six months ago for a guy named Derek Carr. Right, uh, that contract has now turned to dust, <laughs> and it was a four it was a four year deal, and it's gone, and it just shows everyone that these contracts are more quote-unquote, suggestions in the NFL compared to the NBA and Major League Baseball. What Patrick did, I don't know exactly why, but he committed his whole career in one contract to the Chiefs. And before we even get to the numbers, right? let's just put aside the numbers for everyone listening. We're not gonna, right now we're not talking about 30 million, 40 million, 50 million. The fact that the Chiefs got him under contract at any number, any number, I repeat, any number for 12 years is a win. 
that's a huge win. That's a huge win. Patrick Mahomes will never, ever see the light of day in free agency unless he's, whatever, 37 years old. So that's a monster win for the Chiefs before we even talk about the numbers. Then you get to the numbers, and, the, you know, like I said, the PRs out there, $450 million, $500 million, whatever <laughs> it is. But then you get inside the deal, and I look at markers like the first three years. So first three-year cash, forget about cap. What's the first three-year hard money coming to the player? Mm-hmm. And the Mahomes extension, I couldn't believe this number. Not that it's a, you know, not that anyone would thumb their nose at $65 million over three years. But think about that. $65 million in his extension over three years. You know what Ryan Tannehill got in his extension over three years? $90 million. You know what Derek Carr got? $100 million. You know what Kyler Murray got? $105 million. You know what Russell Wilson got? $115 million. You know what Jared Goff and Carson Wentz got when they did their extensions? $85 million. That's just a ridiculously low number. His signing bonus was $10 million. Matthew Stafford last year got $60 million. So I just don't get it. And everyone says, well, it's going to bump up. It's going to bump up. Maybe. I mean, the number next year is like 36. Then it goes to 37. You don't get to like 47 million till 2027. So again, when you hear the big numbers about a deal like that, you got to look look closer <laughs> yeah but look closer indeed he is definitely underpaid but I think Andrew the the I guess the next part will be looking at the quarterback that Patrick Mahomes faced in Super Bowl 57 which is Jalen Hurts um, he is now eligible for right. a contract after his three years of service in the National Football League he will go into a contract year maybe it gets there maybe it won't maybe they sort of use a, a uh uh, a different mechanism after the season if they don't get a deal done. But what should the parameters for you as a former executive in the NFL, what should the parameters start to look like for a Jalen Hurts type, Jalen Hurts type contract? Well, you got to put Hurts in the same category now with Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. They're all four year players coming in their fourth year. As people should know, you can't even do a deal with a, a contract with a rookie contract guy until they've hit three years in the league. Right. So now they're eligible. Uh, you know, this discussion always, to me, comes back to the elephant in the room about quarterback contracts, which is Deshaun Watson. We've talked about it many times. The question becomes for these three guys and Lamar Jackson, I, again, not how much, but how secure. Mm. How secure? Watson's the most secure contract in NFL history. It's five years fully secured. Nothing can take away that money from him. And I know people are saying, well, they're never going to cut Joe Burrow or Jalen Hurts. I get it. But you have to look at contract negotiations as allocation of risk. Right. When you're guaranteed, the team takes all the risk. When you're not guaranteed, you take all the risk. So I'm looking at the Hurts and Burrow, et cetera, contracts. Sure, they'll get into 40 or 50 a year or whatever it may be. But are those real years, like we just talked about Derek Carr? Or are those phony years? And the way the teams have operated, as I know from doing this in Green Bay for 10 years, is like, yeah, we'll guarantee year one, maybe year two. We have no risk in doing that. You're a young player. Mm-hmm. But they don't want to guarantee beyond that. And we'll see what the rubber meets the road about the Watson contract. He's Andrew Brandt, the host of the Business of Sports podcast, former NFL executive joining the Rich Eisen Show. Kirk Morrison here filling in for Rich Andrew, you've mentioned his name a couple times so far, the Derek Carr. Now you said the contract that has kind of disappeared in thin air. He's got the early head start in free agency. If you're Derek Carr, obviously you have the time to look at what's out there for you. But what should be the big thing for Derek Carr moving forward? I, I feel like it shouldn't be a money situation. It's about the right fit, the right team. But if you look at the contract, what type of contract can be afforded to him before the start of free agency? Well, he took a risk. If, if truly the Saints or maybe another team wanted to trade for him and he said, no, I want to be released and hit free agency to pick my team, he took a financial risk because right. if someone traded for him, they'd pick up $41 million of guaranteed money, $36 million this year, $5 million the next year, whatever it was. 
Um, so he's banking, him and his agent are banking on the fact that we get out there in free agency a month before the free agency and we get more than 42 guaranteed. We'll see. And if he doesn't get that, what we'll hear is that I just wanted to be at X team. Uh, and the money was not the primary factor. So, you know, Kirk, it's going to be the most interesting quarterback market in, in my covering the league or being yeah. in the league ever because we don't know what's going to happen with Aaron. Mm-hmm. There's Derek. There's Garoppolo. There's <laughs> Daniel Jones. There's Geno Smith. There's five rookies potentially in the first round. It's going to be musical chairs, so you got to get in while the getting's good because some of these seats are going to get filled pretty fast. I know a lot of teams don't want to be in this situation because at some point you just say, you know what, we have to do it. We don't want to do it, but we know it has to happen at some point. And I feel like this is finally the year, Andrew. You've been around the organization before, the Green Bay Packers. I feel like this is finally the year that Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers finally agreed. So you know what, we've done this dance, this 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 two-step for – far too long. Let's just move and go on separate directions. Ultimately, how do you think this thing ends up with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers for this season? Let me be clear. I don't have inside knowledge. Correct. Obviously, I have great resources at the organization, and I know Aaron, but I have not talked to either side about this. But I agree with you. I think it's time. I think we're... Yeah, but the question... That unanswered is, which I'd really like the Packers to answer, which they won't, is, okay, if Aaron emerges from his retreat and says, well, I think people expect him now to say, yeah, I want to be traded or retire. What if he comes out and says, you know what, I want to be back. I want to be Packer another year or two, whatever. Because I don't get the sense they want that. Right. (laughs) Now, Now, that would be an interesting case. If he comes out and says, I've decided, I've thought on it, I want to be back with my team I've been with the last 17 years. I don't know if they want that. Mm. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and this is so much deja vu. So I mean, I'm just, I shake my head. Think about it. We drafted Aaron. We put him in the bullpen for three long years. Yeah, Three years. They drafted Jordan. They put him in the bullpen for three long years. <laughs> right. <laughs> we decided we love Brett, but it's time for a change. And I think they're deciding they love Aaron, but it's time for a change. Now, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But can you imagine? I, I know no one cares about Jordan Love. But can you imagine going to Jordan Love and saying, hey, by the way, we're not going to play you to your fifth year? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I mean,. That's really hard. And, that we, and they'd say trade me, but they don't want to trade him. Right. So this is really interesting. Uh, very interesting. I think what's even more interesting, and I think this is more because we were just out there in Phoenix, uh, in Arizona last week for Super Bowl week, that I'm very interested, Andrew, in what the Arizona Cardinals decide to do at quarterback. Because there was no guarantee on the timeline for when Kyler Murray will be available to you so how do you bring in that bridge starter? I feel like it's sounding real Jacoby Brissett-ish, if that makes sense, where you bring in a guy and say, oh, he can start, but we know he's just keeping the seat warm for the next guy. But you've got a new head coach now in Jonathan Gannett. So I'm trying to figure out with the money you just gave Kyler Murray, now you got to go out and find someone just to keep the seat warm for him. And who knows if that guy's playing better or not. I know it's Kyler's possible job, but, man, I feel like there's a lot there in Arizona that no one's really talking about. Seems to be a bit, a bit erratic <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, with him and the contract and the homework clause. I mean, he's a talent, and I think Jonathan Gann said that. He is an elite talent. He has been since high school. I think the whole world knows that. Um, can Gannon bring out something? You know, it's gonna not going to be him because he's defensive coach, right. but – can their offensive coordinator bring out the best and unlock Kyler Murray, who, again, is going to make wild plays every game. You know, as far as a bridge guy, you know, these are what teams have to decide when you have a Kyler Murray. Do you, do you want to bring in a, a Jacoby Brissett type 
or do you want to develop somebody under Kyler? Right. Um, and you're dealing with some ego there, too. Mm-hmm. So I would think they probably bring in one of these stopgap guys. And that, by the way, that's usually who's on the market this time of year. It's the Jacoby Brissett, the Tyrod Taylors. But as I just said, there are a lot of interesting names beyond that. He's Andrew Brandt, the host of... The business of I mean, the host of Business of Sports podcast. Just a couple more minutes here on the Rich Eisen show. Uh, the one thing I do know, Andrew, and you can help me out here, is that the NFL salary cap is going up by close to what seventeen, eighteen million dollars. With all this new money now flowing into the salary cap, who does it benefit? Is it benefiting the quarterback? Is it benefiting the middle line veteran? Is it better for the rookies? I see contract. I mean, see salary cap go up. I'm thinking. It's great for everyone, but what position in particular gets the uh, benefit of the increase in salary? Well, I think people have to be cautioned, you know, when you hear about the salary cap going up $17, $18 million. That's already taken, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no new money for teams. You have (laughs) 53 or 60 players on your team, so that's an average increase of, what, like $300,000 per player. Right. And that's not a lot. So you got some players at the top going up three million a year. So seventeen million is not a big increase when you're talking about sixty players, because their contracts always go up. No one stays the same. So that I think what you have to do is figure out where you're going to spend. That's the goal of cap management. Most teams prioritize quarterback and left tackle and edge rusher and and corner, and then figure out the rest. But it's what everyone's doing right now. They're trying to prioritize their spending, and they're seeing where it's going to go. The wide receiver market was the big winner last year. Right. And we'll see what happens this year. You know, there's interesting running backs out there with Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley and Tony Pollard. It's going to be interesting to see where that market goes. I'm, I'm curious about that. So you're saying the, the NFL's running back market may see a bump. I'm excited to hear that, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, these are special players. Usually, right. no, but, you know, you saw Aaron Jones was going to make $16 million. He took eleven because um, he kind of probably looked at that's the top of the market now. So that's probably where we expect those other guys to go. Yeah, the Green Bay Packers made a deal with – Aaron, the with Aaron, just not the other Aaron, right? They made a deal with Aaron Jones and not Rodgers, and we'll see what that looks like now moving forward. But, Andrew, always appreciate the time, my man. I'll let you uh, go back to uh, relaxing and getting ready for as we uh, get ready to start the new fiscal year of the NFL in the coming weeks. Thanks as always, Andrew. Thanks, Kirk. Some people are tweeting about the newsletter. So you go to andrew-brandt.com. You can get get my newsletter every week. I talk about this stuff. There we go. There we go. Appreciate it, Andrew. Talk to you soon, my man. Thank you. That was Andrew Brandt, the host of the Business of Sports podcast, a former NFL executive, always had great knowledge. He, he was there. He was there in Green Bay when Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre and how that was all handled and it's like deja vu all over again. It's happening right now. And to his point, enough is enough. Time is time. But we shall see what happens in Green Bay. But the one thing I, w- I was also thinking about, fellas, and I want you to love, kind of ponder this a little bit, TJ Brock, Del Tufo. I want you guys to think about this. As I left Phoenix, Arizona, first of all, tip of the cap to the people in Arizona. The hospitality was great. An unbelievable Super Bowl city or environment and area. 75 degrees on the day of Super Bowl 57. And I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool. But then, obviously, I've told you guys the mentality of Kirk Morrison is always, okay, here we go. On to the next. So I'm thinking about Super Bowl 58. Well, that'll be in Las Vegas. Super Bowl 59. Well, that's in New Orleans. Super Bowl 60. T-B-D. Where should Super Bowl 60 be held, fellas? I'll let you just ponder on that. Hmm. And you can go ahead and give me your response as well at Rich Eisen Show on Twitter, at Rich Eisen Show on Instagram, 844-204-RICH. Where should Super Bowl 60 be held? What venue? What city? And also, can we bring back the idea 
of neutral site conference championships games. We're going to discuss that all right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Kirk Morrison filling in for Rich. Give us a call. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O-O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com Eisen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Kirk Morrison here filling in for Rich. TJ Brockdell, two-fold the guys around. Great what stuff up, from up. Andrew Brandt on the uh, last segment, man. A lot to to uh, to look forward to when it comes to the NFL in terms of the quarterback carousel and quarterback contracts. Obviously, we have the quarterbacks who are eligible for the big deals, the Joe Burrows and Justin Herberts, Jalen Hurts. But then you have the quarterbacks who are now free agents, the Jimmy Garoppolo's, like he mentioned, the Derek Carrs, right, Daniel Jones. So it's going to be fun Ooh. to see, first of all, what kind of contracts these quarterbacks get, but yeah. where do these possible starters in the National Football League, where do they decide to go? But Super Bowl 60 has not been announced by the NFL yet. And I am still waiting. I'm still trying to figure out – Possible sites for Super Bowl 60. Now think about where we've been over the last couple years, right? This past season, we had it in Phoenix. Great venue. Great time. Los Angeles, year before, Super Bowl 56. Hey, it was in our backyard. I I had a pretty good time. It was cool. Year before that, we know, was the uh, COVID Super Bowl. Not everybody was able to, to attend. It was in Tampa. It was Tom Brady, the Bucks. They had, you know, won the Super Bowl. I didn't get a chance to go, so I can't really give you the feel of the Tampa Super Bowl because it was still very uh, restricted amongst our country at the time. Yeah, there were fans, but it's there not were fans, like, but yeah, there wasn't media row. There wasn't all that fun stuff no. that normally you know we get to do in the in the media at a Super Bowl week. Right. So you had that uh, the year prior was Miami. Remember that one, Chiefs. And uh, 49ers, that was pretty cool. Only thing about Miami is there's so much to do in Miami. Like, you've got the beach, you've got downtown, you got Brickell, you got Coral Gables, you got the – I mean, you're just all over the place. And so I feel like it's too spread out, but it's always a great venue. And then before that, we had Atlanta. Atlanta was pretty cool, right? And then, yeah, let's not talk about Minnesota again. (laughs) That was the first time, by the way, I'd ever been in uh, negative temperatures. Oh, negative. Yeah, I'd never been in negative before. I literally walked out of my hotel at the Mall of America 
and immediately you ever see that Homer Simpson? Uh, not Homer Simpson. It's uh, it's the grandpa. It's a grandpa. Yeah, walking yeah, in. That's how it was for me. Walks right back out. Yeah, he walks into Moe's literally and like turns, turns around. around. Yeah, that was exactly me. <laughs> I, I said, "Whoa, I'm not doing this." Had to go back in. Had to change my whole outfit for the day. <laughs> so Minnesota was something that's yeah, but. Uh, I think Houston could be on the dock. Houston um, was a good time. Yeah, I'm going to start with you, Brock. What what, what do you Man. think should be the venue for Super Bowl 60? I will say I had a little birdie. Just a little birdie. I'm not a little, I'm not breaking any news here. Okay. I'm just saying when I was on the red carpet at the NFL Honors, Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, did walk down the carpet and we presented the question to him. Hey, Jerry, you know, Super Bowl 60 coming up. We don't have a venue announced yet. Would Dallas be interested? And all he said was, we would love another crack at it. Hmm. So I don't know what that means. I don't know what Roger Goodell, how the NFL views returning to Dallas, which I think they definitely deserve a second chance because that first one, I was there in Dallas when they first built the stadium and – they had the ice storm, and mm-hmm. it was a mess, yeah. total mess. So I can see Super Bowl 60 in Dallas. What about you? Man, Super Bowl 60 in Dallas. I did not go, Mike, but I remember how much of uh, you know, issues with the ice storm and just the, the not preparedness yeah. to handle the elements kind of down there. We talk about this a lot here about Super Bowls. I think that it should be literally like a four or five city just rotation. Yes. Now that we have SoFi Stadium here in L.A., the best stadium in the country, that should be in the mix. Las Vegas, now that they have a new stadium. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and just how awesome Las Vegas is in general. Correct. Uh, we'll see how it goes next year, but they should be in the mix. New Orleans, that's a great city. That's a great spot for a Super mm-hmm. Bowl. That should be in the mix. And then Florida. Let's just call it Florida. because just call they it Florida. Have, okay. You got Miami, they, South Florida, they could do it. Tampa, we know they could do it. Jacksonville has had success hosting Super Bowl. So let's just call it Florida. Maybe lump Atlanta in there. So just like the whole SEC, like they get the a shot SEC. at the Super So just that little like southern swing across the whole country, right. that should be the mix for me. Dallas, eh, you had a shot, you blew it. Well, you do know I stayed on a cruise ship in Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah. Is that cool or not cool? <laughs> it was so cool, by the way. Yeah, it's Because we stayed cool. on the cruise ship. They brought me They didn't have they enough hotel yep. rooms in Jacksonville for the amount of people that come to a Super Bowl. So I stayed on a cruise ship, and you actually had gambling on the, yep. on the cruise ship. Now so you got the casino, the whole Rocks aspect of it. That. And it was probably better to stay on the cruise ship than it was to stay in the Del Tufo, you already know. What about you? What you got? You've been doing this a long time. I'm a technical guy. Yes, the technical guy. Having done 20 Super Bowls and been been involved in it, I look at it technically. I don't care where the stadium is. It's just got to be a stadium that's good for the technical side of it. And in in a sense, Miami's amazing. New Orleans, after they redid it, was amazing. Obviously, the black, when they lost the blackout. Yeah, Beyonce. When the the, uh, lights went out. Yeah, Beyonce's halftime show. (laughs) I mean, but at the end of the day, I I agree with Chris. I think there's like kind of it should be in certain spots and be like kind of cycled around. And in reality, the best spots, I like San Francisco, though, also. Mm. San Francisco should be in there. Vegas should be in there. Dallas should be in there. Miami should be in there. And New Orleans should be in there. But I get why teams want to. You know, they want it there because it's like it makes money for the city. A lot of money oh, a lot for of the money. city. Phoenix I mean, should be in there. I got two wild cards for you. And, and it won't happen for Super Bowl 60, but maybe 65. And I'm talking about the new stadium that will be built in Nashville for the oh, Titans. 100%. So you got to think they're going to Good get into the rotation. 100%. When the Chicago Bears get their situation going. If they get a roof. When they, when they get a either a roof on Soldier Dome. Field or they go out to, I think yep. it was at Arlington, Park, Arlington, wherever they're going to build their new stadium. Yep. It's going to have a roof. Chicago is a great place for you. And we saw what it looked like for the NFL draft. So that's another great place. TJ, what, what are you thinking, man? Super Bowl 60, where are you going? I mean, I literally think between the three of you, you've listed every city in America. So I don't really <laughs> know. No, I'm saying, but what's no, your favorite Super Bowl outside of Dallas? Because uh, we're not just going to go because you're a Cowboys uh, that's fan. A, yeah. We're not just going to have it at AT&T. Well, then, they, then if you're just going to eliminate the places that I'd want to go, <laughs> I would say leave it here in, in Southern California at SoFi. Mm. That way, when Super Bowl happens, we can all stay in our own cribs. We can sleep in our own beds and ain't got to go nowhere. That would be my personal preference. The weather here is great. 
You know, why, why not? Let's keep it here. If we all had the opportunity and the NFL said, you know what, we're, we're going to do it, and we all were able to bring the shows that we're all a part of, would you want to go to London for a Super Bowl? Oh, yes. Ooh. Yeah, but, well, but does it, it take away it, from the... Is it a dome stadium? Because it's going to uh, be cold. It's rainy in February. Yeah. In yeah. They're all open right? fields. Yeah, it's good. I mean, if They're they could put a little roof fields. over there. Would it be easier to go to Mexico then? Yeah, if you could put a roof on it. And anywhere with a roof, that's all I care about. I don't like the outdoor stadium is always cool, but you got to have a nice spot for it. Like having the roof open in Phoenix was great. Yeah, like it MetLife was, lucked out when they yes. had it in New York. It was just a nice day that yeah. day. And we then were, the, the following we the next morning, all of a sudden snow. it had the full on snow blast. And I wake up and I'm like, oh. I hope my flight doesn't get delayed. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> but it was still fun, though. But I, I think Super Bowl 60 for me. Um, Dallas. You think Jerry's going to get rewarded? I think Dallas is going to get I think it's going to be Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm looking at where are the places that can handle a Super Bowl. I think it's gotten so massively much more bigger. Like Jacksonville was 05, and they had a tough time getting it. And just think about all the people. How many events were going on, fellas, in Phoenix that weekend? It's crazy. I mean, you had basketball games. You had waste management. You had this. And it was packed everywhere. Every hotel filled up. And how many cities can truly handle a, a, a yep. you know, a Super Bowl? Super Bowl. And, and I, th- the only thing Dallas has to, I'm sure they've learned from when 2011, last time the Super Bowl was there, right. when there's ice. Yeah, salt. It's not sand. You don't <laughs> sand. You don't you put sand on no ice. Sand. No, no salt. sand. And I think in the decade plus since, maybe someone who's in charge uh, of handling that will, will understand that you yeah, don't put sand out. There, you, right? you put what's that? More hotels down there. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of people coming. Yeah. Well, now that you bring it up, TJ, I just like I said, my mind's always going a million miles a minute. You said that was a decade plus. That was the last time we saw Aaron Rodgers yeah. win a Super Bowl yeah. and was actually. In a Super Bowl. Yeah, true that. Wow. Like, think how long ago that was. We're talking about bringing it back up. Whew. Well, you know what? I know somebody who's got to come back who's bringing it back. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, y'all. We get an update on Tiger coming up and talk to Brando Chambly. Coming up here on The Rich Eisen Show.